podcast with your producer, Seattle Who. It's time for another Who's Place Who cast. Seattle Who is done moving and he's finally set up his studio. We have a lot to talk about tonight. This is Season 3, Episode 22. I'm your host, Val Prohaska, and it's my pleasure to welcome Seattle Who. Good to be talking with you again, Seattle. Back to the airwaves. I'm excited. <laughs> well, a lot has a lot has happened since we were out. Uh, you know, everybody knows Virginia lost in the first round again. So I think that's about all we want to say about that, right? Yeah, it's amazing. We haven't been on since before the tournament. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's hard to hard to watch the tournament. I guess as I've become more invested in Virginia in the last four or five years. Right. Uh, you know, I just had trouble watching it. I mean, yeah. it's so just. I did difficult. watch the final. The the I watched the last minute of the Gonzaga UCLA game, and I watched the final. And I thought the final. Um, I have a I have thoughts on our tournament, and I have thoughts on the final, and it, it all fits into a theme. But I, I'm I need I want to go back and and take a look at some old research from a few years ago and then kind of update it and maybe have a show where we talk about that in a few weeks kind of a thought piece um because i you know i I think think there's something to learn there and something else that we can have a show on later but i want to do the prep work is kind of a critique of the season it's another season where uh to be blunt i'm pretty critical of Tony, I, I think it's one of his, uh, you know, one of his less great jobs this year. You know, he did obviously did some great things, but uh, to be honest, there were some areas that I thought um, some major mistakes were made, and I, I want to get through and talk about those because that's you know we do that. We don't shy away from from criticizing and, and offering what, what I hope is constructive criticism. It's always intended to be that way. Um, but I, okay. I think it's I think it's warranted, and I think a couple of the transfers kind of transfers out work into the theme of that criticism. Um, you know, I I don't know why to be transferred. I've heard some things, and some things make sense. And I I think one of the transfers is definitely on Tony. I think one of the transfers is on the kid and his family and then I think the other transfers just a good good move for the young man um, well let's um, let's let's dive into those um, you know Virginia's lost three players from its team due to transfer of course we knew that Sam Hauser and Jay Huff were gonna go pro and we've learned that today, as we're recording this on uh, on Tuesday the 13th, that Trey Murphy has declared for the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, he may, of course, come back. Yeah, he's but, and uh, he said that he is going to maintain his eligibility. He's testing the waters, um, and it, you know it's it's a great move for him. It's a no brainer. It's an obvious move. There, there's it. It would be a mistake for him not to. I think exactly. ultimately, like Mamadi last year, I, you know, my personal opinion is ultimately it's going to be the, the better thing for him to come back, because I think he has some, there are some weaknesses in his game that if he can strengthen them up, this year, he could play his way in into the lottery. Right now, I, you know, what I'm hearing, he's kind of a mid second round, maybe late first round player. You know, if he wows them in the in the combines and all that. And really that slots him where Dre was after his, you know, first year of playing when he could have gone, even with the broken wrist, he could have gone that year and he might've been drafted late in the first round, but he came back and he applied the feedback that he got. Um, I think his feedback was more informal, but you know, he came back and, and he played his way into the lottery, being the number four yeah. pick in a draft, yeah. he made himself a lot of money with his performance right. in his last year. And I really see, you know, I, I, 
you know, I really see Trey as a player who, who can do that for himself. Because there are some things he needs to add. He needs to add an ability to attack off the dribble, um, you know, not just a couple of dribbles down the baseline, but, you know, beating the defender, learning, getting some tricks and, and everything, beating his man and get a little bit stronger and learn more of the defense, you know, just sharpen his skills some more. And he could, you know, if he comes in and and, and has some of the performances like Dre had, where he's more of all-rounded, you know, because like Trey's big games this year were pretty much as a catch catch and shoot specialist, right? But I think he's got he can aim higher than that, and right. You know, if he because wants. I don't think catch and shoot specialist is is gonna you know be in the lottery. So he's he's got to right you know work on his defensive game, and you know because the D part of three and D. <laughs> Says you've got to be able to play, you know, better D than he's than he showed. Right. So he's he's got a lot. He's he's got a lot to offer, mm-hmm. and he'll be an intriguing prospect, you know, as as a professional. And uh, yeah, I, I would agree with your assessment. I think you know he can do himself a lot better by playing. And remember, he came here, you know, originally stating, you know, that he wanted he was looking forward to a red shirt. Yeah, year. he was going to red shirt, and then. So, you know, he doesn't seem the young man in a hurry. He's doing what he ought to do. He's doing his due diligence. Right. So, um, I I mean, I'm hopeful he'll come back. I mean, every Virginia fan's hopeful he'll come back. I mean, we Um, need him desperately. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Without him, it's going to be kind of like, you know, last year all over again. But, you know, hey, this is is a situation where you want the young man to do what what's best for him and if it's best for him to move on and all that then then great and but i i really think ultimately and i i kind of feel like that's the feedback he's going to get from people that's just my suspicion well that's what we hope so so those are our those are our our players who are you know investigating the pros Mm mm-hmm but uh, it was a dispiriting week a week ago, as you mentioned. We had a trio of players announce that they were leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first to to ring the bell was you know not much of a surprise. Uh, in Casey Morsell. yeah, who, I, it was a who, little who too left. Like, to me, it was a little little bit of a surprise. I I, I thought he might stick around and. You know, keep working, and but I, I can understand it. I, 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 th- his destination is kind of a shock. Um, oh man, I I hate NC State, and, and I'm yeah, not at really all disappointed to see him. Ugh. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I I I think these guys should move, and they should leave, and they. I mean, I'm all for free movement, and I'm not I'm not one of these people bemoaning the Wild West aspect of of this year, you know, with what, 1100 players in the portal. But, you know, I want to be able to root and be happy for Casey Morsell. And I'm not, if he's playing for the Wolfpack, I mean, I want to beat him. Yeah. You know, he's I want him Wolfpack. to and, not and I, play well. I'm, I'm looking forward to him fucking it up against us, you know, yeah. and I, I don't want to be in that position. Kind of ticks me off actually. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if they go to, you know, if they go to Michigan state, that's maybe that's a bad example. If they go to Michigan and we want to play in Michigan next year and we play against them, it's the kind of thing you want them to have a, a, a great game, but we win. But he went exactly. to NC State. <laughs> he went to the enemy. I mean, they're the enemy. Yeah. So, you know, you talk, you have a, you know, fam, family and all that, and then you go, it's like, you know, leaving the family business to go work for the store down the street that's trying to put us out of business. Right. It's it just doesn't sit right with me, and, and you know Justin McCoy. I can understand him going back to Carolina, but but damn man, should just why did yeah. you just go to Carolina when Roy came personally to visit you and, and offer you the scholarship? Yeah, so, you know you come to Virginia, you talk family and 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 all that, and then and then you go to Carolina. Well, I great, you know, have a good life, but you're dead to me. Again, yeah, I, I hate Carolina. I, I'm not. Yeah. So, 
you've gone to my enemy. I'm not going to root for you. I don't, I don't hope anything bad happens to you and all that, but you're just another Tar Heel. Yeah. And just as I don't wish any ill on, on any of those kids and more power to them in their personal development and lives after they leave Carolina, as long as they're Tar Heels, I'm rooting against them. Yeah. So I'm rooting against Justin. I hope he stinks. Yeah. Except and when I, he plays I don't Duke. like being in that position. And I hate it. I yeah, hate I it. I just don't. You know, I, yeah. I'm all about root for the guys and if the transfers in their best interest. But when you transfer to the enemy, I, to me it kind of makes a lot of the words that you said just empty words. Right. And that's behind my tweet about family. It's a lot about behind it. You know, when you talk about family and then you, when you leave the family, you go to join the enemy. To me, that kind of makes all that talk about family just empty words. And I, right. in most places, most times when you hear it, it's empty words. And it's like corporate loyalty, you know. Be loyal to yep. the corporation. And, you know, the, and look, man, Kevin Keats, you know, or any coach if they player that they really want wants to come and they need a scholarship you know they'll find somebody who suddenly needs to transfer so it's you know it's both ways it's not like you know to me just shut up it's it's sports it's i don't know it's it's not what we want it to be it is what it is right and it's this time that's why i hate this time of year but uh and, and justin his departure, it, it kind of gutted me because he was. I felt like he was going to be a very important part of the the future the next two years. I liked what I saw. In well, I did. I mean, we, we he made the he made the strides that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was an impactful energy player off the bench, and you know, I was most impressed actually. I mean, when he was playing out of position as a small ball five. Um, I liked it. You know, I mean, he, he was, he was playing really hard and, mm-hmm. you know, we saw, we saw more out of him and I don't know if, you know, looking at his minutes, I mean, he started our first two games, found himself, you know, on the bench sometimes he never, he never got a really great sense of rotation. I never under I never sensed when he was going to be in or when he was going to play. So that probably frustrated him, but I, I was hoping that he would stick around. Because yeah, there's there's was, some. He was fun to watch. He was fun to cheer for. There's some thought that he doesn't want to get pigeonholed into that Isaiah Wilkins garbage man role and wants to have a chance to play on the wing. That you know, and and that's you know maybe well, Davis. good luck to that. I mean, he doesn't have maybe a ton Hebert of handle, Davis. and he well, see, doesn't again, have a great I, shot. Look, I, I watched this kid play in high school, you know, right. and and he has a lot. He handled the ball a lot, and he dribbled a lot, and he took a lot of three pointers, and he's got a three point shot, and you know he's got a lot of things that he never got to really do in the role that he had with the team and if he you know so that may have something to do with it and if so sure. but i still think <laughs> i'm very skeptical that he's going to get that at carolina from Hebert davis we'll see but i have a feeling he's going to be you know Kind of well, if there was a here. team that was gutted by, you know, gutted by transfers out, I mean, they're losing Walker Kessler and Garrison Brooks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a former ACC Player of the Year. Preseason. So, I thought he was Player of the Year last year. No. No. Well, who was? I don't even, I don't remember, but it wasn't Garrison Brooks. He okay. was the preseason Player of the Year. I know. Yeah, I know that. This but, year. Okay. But it was it was a ton that a ton that they lost, you know. And Dayron Sharp is declared for the draft. Yeah, he's gone. I'm Armando Baycott declared for the draft. I mean, I expect yeah, he'll so, be back. But so, where do you think Justin's going to wind up? Yeah, I don't think it's playing the three. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, 
But and that brings us to our third departure, which was Jabri Abdul Rahim, who took off and went to Georgia. Yeah. Get uh, that great coaching from Tom Crean. I know, I know. It's just that's just something of a head scratcher, unless Crean has promised him, you know, we're going to run and gun, and you're going to be able to dribble. Crean has probably promised him he's the next Anthony Edwards. Yeah. That. Well, he and his family bought that, so. Yeah, he. You know. Wow. Hey, man. Let's just. I'm not crying over that one. I'm not crying over. Well, I'm that not one. either. Um, his, you know, he his rankings were good, and he he's got there's a lot of good things to his game, but, you know, I really think he got his high ranking on the strength of shooting really well from the three for a week at the NBA MBPA top 100 camp, which was an outlier because his high school and his AAU he was not an efficient scorer on AAU. He was a volume scorer. He was like. He would score a lot of buckets, but he was like a 35, 36% three-point shooter and sub 40% or you know, overall. Right. And you know, he had a long way to go and more power to him. He may not have had much of a role in this year's team. He just wasn't ready and he may not have been ready and right. I don't know Let's just say this is one who might not be as good as he thinks he is. <laughs> and may very well not be. But, but you know, uh, hey, so are... wish him luck. I hope, you know, he has a great season next year with Georgia. I'll be very happy for him. And young man's got to do what, what he thinks is best for him. I, I think he would have better served himself by staying around and learning under Tony and his staff, rather than going to play for Tom Crane, who's, you know, he doesn't have his, he's nowhere near to coach Tony is. You know, you just left the best wing developer in the country to go play for a guy whose coaching chops are extremely questionable. Go figure. Whatever. Right. But, you know, So it, it, it is a head scratcher. So yeah, a little bit. And that was last week. Yeah, I when we were originally either. thinking about doing this, and we certainly would have been a little crispier. Um, yeah, but fortunately, my microphone decided to hide days, for another week. I'm sorry, what? Fortunately, my microphone decided to hide for another week. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been a good week this week, uh, as you know, Tony Bennett has secured not one, but his two top targets, it looked like, through the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first player that he uh, he nabbed was Armand Franklin, uh, formerly of Indiana, who's a big two who, you know, is going to remind people maybe of Malcolm Brogdon, just in, in the way he moves. Um, you know, he was about an 11-point-a-game scorer last year. And, you know, he made a really nice jump from, you know, from his first year to his second mm-hmm. year. I mean, first year, you know, looking at it, he, he was, you know, his first year was a lot like Casey Morsell's first year, even complete with a, you know, 19-point or 17-point outlier explosion mm-hmm. <laughs> in an out-of-conference game. And then, you know, he was basically four, five, six points a game for the rest of the season. And then this year, he became the player that we had hoped Casey Morzell would become this year. Right. Uh, Eleven point a game score. He was a forty-two percent, you know, forty-two percent from three. Uh, tough defender. Um, you know, has a really great steals rates and a big uh, shot taker. He's a decent. Yeah, and he and he's a good rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly on the defensive glass. I mean, he had a couple of games of you know seven eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game, and you know St. Louis done his usual bang up job, you know, with a uh, with it with a preview uh, for him. So if, you know, you guys haven't been on the website yet. Um, go read St. Louis preview. But it this was this was the need that we needed this year <laughs> was 
you know, somebody who could score, somebody who could produce at the two. And yeah, we might have we played a long him. time with with Franklin this year. We might have played yeah. a long time in March. We definitely would not have lost Ohio. Right. Um, so he seems like a tough-nosed kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was uh, apparently hey, lots let's, let's, of people let's out there were way. saying he was the best two-guard, you know, in the transfer portal. Right? Yeah. And he averaged over 11 points a game in the Big Ten in what was widely considered the best, toughest, deepest conference in the country. The three guys that transferred out combined averaged eight points a game. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah, and he's he's exactly the kind of player that we need. He can make plays off the bounce. He can make plays for himself. He can just he can get get his own shot when he need it when you need to. Um, you know, he he can do he can get to the rim, but he can also pull up and hit the mid-range shot and, uh, you know, pretty good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter and uh, tough defender. He's so he's exactly what we need and hopefully he, you know, he can do for us what what I had hoped that Trevor Keels would have been able to do for us next year um, if he hadn't decided to, you know, go be irrelevant for a year down at Duke while he cools his heels for the NBA. Um, but Franklin is the kind of player that we have missed probably since Brogdon. I, you know, the, the, the big three, they combine with their combined abilities. They kind of overcame that lack and they each had some of it. Um, we were certainly able to get to the rim with those guys and get into the lane, but we haven't really had, you know, that w- one guy who could really pound his way into the lane. Um, and, and, and Armand will give us that. So, and you know, I watched a little video on him that had been done back in February about not afraid at a moment. I talked to his mom and they talked to him and. He he sounds like he's exactly the kind of player who's going to thrive under Tony. Uh, he puts in the work. He puts in the study. You know he he finds ways to get it done. You know like he had to improvise to get to be able to get up shots and practice during COVID. You know so mm-hmm. rather than focusing on what he couldn't do, which was get gym access. You know he and his mom went in and split the cost of a rim, and they put a rim up. So he could get shots up there. You know, all, all stuff that I like. And so Eve, just bringing him on, the team was better than it was at the end of the season. You know, once you take out the seniors, he alone makes us better than, than the three guys that transferred out cost us. Yeah. And then, and, and and I'd agree with that. Now, the and I uh, one, one more thing. One more thing about him is I really liked the way he's handled his transfer recruitment, the way his one because he kind of like he was there. You knew he was in the portal and everything, and then he just kind of committed. There wasn't a lot of hype and hoopla and whittling down my list and. Sure. And quotes and this and that. It was pretty quiet. Like, you know, they were doing their due diligence. They were getting all their information, going through the decision-making process. Then they made a decision, and it was announced. It was just low-key and kind of serious. Whereas so many of these guys, and, and honestly, this applies to, to Gardner, our other transfer, they took it as a chance to be recruited again. To get all that ego stroke and the attention with the lists and the videos and the statements and all that. Some guys may be getting the, the royalty treatment that they didn't get coming out of high school. Now's their chance. Mm-hmm. Other guys may be wanting to relive that. And none of that with, with Franklin. It was just kind of, no, this is the move I got to make and let's make the best move and figure it out. And then boom, they did it and it's done. 
Well, you know, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I ignore all that stuff, so I don't really know who's, <laughs> what, what they're doing. I, I just read, oh, Virginia landed Armand Franklin, and, you know, and then I've got to go, got to go do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring, I ignore social media for the most part, so I don't know what these guys are saying. But um, Franklin's going to have one issue working for us. Uh, he is a foul machine. Um, there were, there was a 10 game stretch where nine times he had four or more fouls in a 10 game stretch and he fouled out three times. And we've talked a little bit about Bennett's just rank insistence that, you know, somebody gets two fouls and they sit, right. um, you know, which is an issue that I would have with Bennett as somebody who's not particularly critical of him, (laughs) um, but Franklin fouls a lot. You know, he's an aggressive defender. I'm thinking if he's a two guard, you know, he's probably playing a lot with his hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what Bennett's going to teach you is you play defense with your body and you play it with your feet. Yeah, well, it but, probably goes uh, hand in hand with the, the high steal rate. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to be something that's going to bear that's gonna bear watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because fouls kept... <laughs> Fouls, you know, kept Jay Huff from developing for a long time until he learned not to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, that kind of that kind of leapt out at me. Um, so let's move on to our second pickup, who is um, Jaden Gardner, out of uh, East was it East Carolina? East Carolina, yeah. And this guy is, you know, I think you know the crown jewel of our recruitment. Um, this guy brings something we just we've just never seen. I mean, this guy is a bull in a china shop. Um, and he's from the highlights that I've seen, and I don't normally watch highlights, but I watched them for him. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, this guy is he's a bull and he's in control. He's just a physical, physical monster. Um, you know, he gets to the free throw line. Uh, I think in the last two years, he's had 23 games where he shot more than 10 free throws. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not a bad free throw shooter. He shoots what, 75, about 75%. Yeah. 75%. Yeah. So he might so get he, five or six free throws a game at UVA. Yeah. <laughs> We're expecting a lot less. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, so he's he's coming out of the American Athletic Conference which is just one messed up, cobbled up conference, you know, but, you know, the American includes, you know, Houston, Wichita State, UConn, you know, Memphis, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Houston. Yeah, there's some good teams. And Yeah, so, I mean, Houston went to the Final Four, and, you know, Kelvin Sampson was raving about this guy, apparently on Twitter, and he should because, Jaden, you know, destroyed Houston each of the last two years. Yeah, he had monster um, games against him. He had a monster game against I mean, Wichita State, too. Yeah, ECU beat Houston this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a 21-point, 15-rebound game. And then last year, he had a 29-point, 21-rebound, four-assist game. <laughs> you know, um, that was a loss. But, you know, he's played some really tough competition. So, it's not... You know, Carly Jones came, you know, went to went to Louisville after, you know, tearing up the Big South with Radford. And I had not been that impressed by that, you know, pickup for Mac. And, and Carly played really well, better than I'd ever anticipated. But Jaden Gardner's got big game hops and has played really well in the big games that have, that have come up against him. So I'm not too worried about his transition into you know, into the ACC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a below-the-rim player. He's probably, people are comparing him to Anthony Gill, and I did, I watched the highlights of the, the Houston game this year, his 21-point game, and I will say probably about 12 of those points he would not have gotten at UVA because mm-hmm. either you're not doing that under Tony Bennett or... You try dribbling like that against ACC defense, and the ball is going to be going the other way, and then you're not going to be doing that again under Tony Bennett. But um, 
He's got a good post game. He's as you said, he's a very physical player, bull in the china shop kind of guy. He's a strong rebounder. He gets a lot of his points that way. He's got a good mid range shot. Um, you know, he can work with the dribble a little bit. And even at, even accounting for that, it's not going to be as much. That, but I also watched. I was able to watch some of a full game. I found two full games from this year versus SMU and then versus Charlotte. And I was able to get about halfway through the SMU game today but and then got caught up at work and stuff. But um, he's going to learn that he thinks he knows how to play hard and he thinks he knows how to play defense. But he's going to learn that he doesn't. And he's going to learn how to play hard and he's going to learn how to play good defense. He's got the... The foundations he's got to want to. Uh, I think he's he's one who's gonna <laughs> when, when he gets into camp in July and and gets into those drills and sees how these guys play defense. It's gonna be a bit of a, a shock to him. But you know, it's a high energy, hard working guy. He'll he'll adapt and he's gonna bring a physicality and a toughness that we need, and an, I think an ability to attack the basket as a big man that we need um you know he and people talked about brogging with franklin and gill with him and i think in in a certain way they're apt comparisons because they can fill those physicality roles and you know i think we're going to be a lot less uh i guess the way tony put it finesse team yeah yeah, and 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 we, every Virginia fan saw that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that that we were just a jump shooting, you know, sort of team, and we weren't strong. And you know, I mean, that's not Hauser's game, that's not Jay Huff's game, and and that's fine. They are who they are, but we didn't have that plan B. <laughs> and and both these guys are just tougher than mm-hmm. what we had. You know, and we had nothing and, in the backcourt. I mean, we just yeah. nothing. Kihei's too small. So, you know, I, you know he, God love him. Yeah. He, he goes to the rim. You know, he started out the season doing a great job of finishing at the rim over sixty percent, but then he finished just a little above fifty percent. So clearly, you know, the latter part of the season, he was not not doing well finishing at the rim, and it's just he, he's he's too small. And Reese, too much of a freshman. And also, two at odds and ends with his role. It, that's going to be a big issue for us going into next year. You know, what's what's Tony going to do with the point guards? Um, I personally, for myself, have decided, you know, if I were coaching a team, I'd have to sit down with Kihei saying, you know, I we're going into next season with Reese as the number one point guard and you're his backup. You can win the job, but that's the way the depth chart is going in, start of the season, because I think that's what my team needs to be the best that it can be, especially now at Franklin. I want to see Beekman and Franklin in the backcourt with Murphy and Gardner and Shedrick up front. That's my five. That's the five that I, you know, I want to put everybody else around to make a team. Um, it's just got to be Reese's team, you know, if you ask me. So that's something I'm going to be looking looking at. It's tough. It's a, it's a tough position for a coach, and it's a tough position for a player because having, you know, having to look at a player like Kihei coming into his senior year and look him in the eye and say, I'm sending you to the bench, it's not easy to do. And I say that here behind a microphone – you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, you know, whatever. Right. But it's, it's an issue. I don't, I don't think that the two of them playing together is good. And I think he is what he is, and it ultimately, 
he's just too small to be a lead guy at the ACC because he doesn't have the exceptional other quality that like Muggsy Bogues had. Um, so he's, you know, he's a good. He was great for what we needed when he came. And I love his heart, but I think we've seen the ceiling, and we need more of a ceiling. And, and Reese has a higher ceiling, if for no other reason, because he's five inches taller. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And a lot of Reese's struggles, I still contend, are because he was having to play a role and do things that he's never done before in his basketball playing career. He's always been the ball-dominant lead guard. He's always been the guy who's making plays off the dribble, making plays for other people. And, you know, when he was shooting a three in AAU, it was off the bounce. He wasn't doing a lot of catch and shoot. Catch and shoot and shooting off the bounce, they're two different things. And, you know, it can be a big adjustment having to to go to the catch and shoot. Um, So I, you know, Reese Beekman is better than a 28% three-point shooter. And I think we need to see, we we need to have the opportunity to see the player that he was in AAU in high school where he was, you know, a killer. A, a last-minute, a last late-game maestro. A guy who does everything on the court whatever it is, you know, for his team to win. But it needs to be his team for him to do that. And I think it's time. Um, and, you know, up front, uh, we're going to be a different team. There's no three-point shooting from the four and five like we had with Hauser and Huff. But I think Gardner's going to give us more offense and presence in the paint than we've had since Anthony Gill graduated. And oh, I, I, I can f- tell you that already, man. I mean, <laughs> he's definitely going to be that. You know, with with Murphy, if Murphy comes back and Franklin as a good shooter, you know, we're I think we'll have our three-point shooting where it needs to be from the perimeter players. And, you know, Caden, we saw him do some good things. Hopefully he'll stay healthy this year because we saw him doing some good things in the paint. He's got a he's got a really, you know, nice-looking nascent postgame. And he can shoot out in mid-range and he can probably shoot some threes. But we'll see that after he graduates and goes pro. We'll see his three-point game. But, you know, it's going to be time for, you know, Carson McCorkle's time to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was... And Tay Murray. You know, we got Tay Murray's the other guy coming in right yeah. now. Got but, a lot you of know, he, was, he was blocked by, you know, Reese playing the two. And then when Reese wasn't there, Morsell was playing the two. Mm-hmm. the Tensai was playing the two. And we should also mention that Thomas the Tensai has uh, apparently graduated and did what he wanted. And he's also hit the transfer portal, right? No, he's moving on. Um Okay, no, not transfer. Moving on where? No, he's he's moving on. He's going to okay. start his professional life. Okay, so Carson McCorkle's, you know, got you know uh, a a clear ride, you know, to being the number two guard. I mean, the 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 second, you know, the number two guy off the bench. So, and he's got a really sweet stroke. So, um, we should be able to see enough three-point shooting to keep, you know, to keep teams honest mm-hmm. for, you know, either either um, Clark or, or Beekman operating in the lane or, you know, Jaden, you know, just beating up on guys down low. Yeah, um, we have a chance to... I've done a lot of... We have I, a chance to not be that team where if you, if you take apart their system, they can't do anything. Right. We're going to have guys who can just go get a bucket. Right. Um, and, you 
know, we need that. So um, I'm 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 pleased with you know where we're standing now. I mean, the only thing that bugs me is you know Marcelo McCoy playing for ACC teams that I hate. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, you know we were always going to lose Hauser. I mean, Hauser was never going to use us for his fifth no. year of eligibility and. Huff wasn't going to stick around for a sixty year. No. Yeah, that would be boring, you know. So the team is exactly what we, you know, it, it's the as you said, we've got better replacements than what's leaving, um, other than just the natural attrition of, you know, four years in college, <laughs> five years in college. So I mean, I hope uh, we can pick up one or two more. Into the, yeah. But I mean, attrition is baked into to college DNA. I mm-hmm. mean, guys graduate, they move on, and and every team suffers, you know, loss of seniors, um, or their one and dones or folk going to the pro. So mm-hmm. this this leaves us this you know this last four or five days, um, you know, Bennett Bennett has won the recruiting cycle of the transfer portal. I mean, this is better than I could have hoped, you know, as I was you know, sitting there in, in some level of despair, you know, is, you know, Morsell and then McCoy and then J.A.R. all decided to all announce that they were leaving. So um, I'm in a much happier frame of mind <laughs> than, than I was. I, I, I like these two pickups. And you're right. That's not to say that we're not done. I mean, is there anybody that we're hearing about, you know, coming else in the in the transfer portal? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I you know, there's still a lot of players out there, so I'm sure Tony will keep working in there. You know, there could still be high school players for as freshmen, maybe some international guys too. Uh, if everything's in flux, we're probably going to have. Look, I think there is going to be at least one and probably two players that we don't know about who are going to be on campus in September, on grounds in September. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the well, rules uh, me, I don't know, but, um, you know, we... Apparently Trout is due for a Zoom call this week. Yeah, and he's talking so, about trying I mean, to do an, an official visit in June, an yeah. actual visit, because I think, I think very soon they're going to be able to go back to the normal recruiting calendar, so they'll be able to do the on-campus visits and all that, so so that's good. Um, Trout's going to be a tough get. There's Everybody's jumping in. His His star is exploding. But we'll see. Um, he would be a good get. I, you know, joining Isaac McNeely, who, you know, I, I, I really like his game. I like he he had an insane high school season this year. Now his team had to shut it down because they had a positive COVID test, so they they shut down the rest of their regular season. I think they're gonna be they'll be doing their tournaments, their playoffs, and all that. So. But he 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 went off for like forty odd. I think he he outscored one team forty four to forty. <laughs> I think his team was down and he brought them back. And you know this other team, not a bad team. It's not like you know they were beating up on on a little one A school and they're a four A. It was a you know a legit opponent. But he's put up a lot of points this year. Um, shot a high percentage. Just very aggressive. I think we're gonna see he's he's gonna be another one of those guys who comes in with that hard nosed attitude, and uh, you know I like that. We right. that swagger. He's got that swagger. Well, and you and know we, we've lacked a little bit of that. So um, you're right. It, it you know the the sky did not fall. You know when we lost to Ohio, it was just merely depressing um you know and and you know we're bouncing back and and things still look things still look good and you know this this season you know this last year you know we had swanson on here echoing you know women's soccer coach steve swanson echoing what you and i have talked about you know they used the exact same words you know there was no playbook for this season mm-hmm. and every single college coach was making it up as they went along and now we're making it up as we go along with, you know, the number of transfers, you know, in the transfer portal. We're still all making this up along. And, you know, Bennett seems to be handling this as well as can be expected. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling positive for next year, energized for next year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm yeah. not like I'm not penciling us in as a, a top ten team next year like I was this time last year. Um, right. I think we'll be a, a strong ACC competitor, but there's an awful lot to to have to see developed. There's a lot of questions, but there's and I think we still need to add one or two um, you know, real ACC quality players because I think um well, we're going to be hurting if 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 Murphy goes pro. Yeah, yeah. If Murphy yeah. goes so, pro, you know that that'll hurt. That's going to rip the guts out of the offense. Um, but you know we'll deal with it if we have to. Maybe, maybe we can go smaller at the wing, and you know who knows? Maybe Tane Murray's going to come in, and and he'll be able to to play out there and. Be ready to hit some shots and all, because you know he's a guy. He's got good athleticism, good size. He's got a sweet stroke, quick release. He knows how to run screens. Uh, he plays defense. He's, he's playing, playing professionally, professionally right now. Year. He's playing I mean, against grown ass. He's men. playing against grown men. You yeah. know, so um, it's whatever the quality of the league is. He's playing against big guys, right? <laughs> you know, at least. You know, so, so um, he, he might be a little more ready than your average guy coming in. I, you know, St. Lou always says with these international guys, it's going to be year three before you should count on them for anything. Uh, I'm right. hoping maybe Tane is kind of year two that we can count on them on a regular basis. But, you know, we'll see. It's, it's just so hard to project. But without Trey, yeah, it's going to be tough I, you know I, I don't we got a couple of guys that they're you know they're, to be blunt not really ACC level players so that's about it right yeah anything else yeah nothing else that i really want to get into now because i'd like to be able to have my facts and figures at hand to get into them um okay but back to the show i'm gonna try to get a couple of guests a couple guys to come in and talk about some things in the next few weeks we're gonna keep the show going i know last year we kind of took off for like five months or whatever in the off season um, that's not going to happen this year. We'll, you know, we're going to talk football. We'll definitely follow the football team. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit of baseball, maybe in a week or so. And uh, you know, Val, I know you and I were talking off screen. The the women's soccer team they just finished their regular season, and it's questionable. You know, they have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, but they might not with it being so much it's, smaller. It's it's going to be hard. So the 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 NCAA announced early last fall that there's that the tournament was only going to be feature forty eight teams. There's of course thirty one conferences. Uh, I think or thirty two conferences. There's thirty one that are playing soccer uh, because you know the uh, Ivy leagues aren't. Mm-hmm. So that's just seventeen at large bids, and uh, Florida State was the. ACC champion, so they've got the automatic bid. North Carolina's an easy choice as the number two team in the country. <laughs> um, Clemson has played very well this year, including beating us. Uh, they want, they've gone six and zero this spring. They're definitely going, and that leaves us and Duke uh, with pretty similar records. Uh, we tied Duke during the regular season. Both us and Duke lost. West Virginia, and then just this last week uh, at home, we had West Virginia for the second half of a one-week home-and-home experiment. We played really well, came out on fire, 
and we went up one nothing to give up a goal in about the eighth minute with eight minutes left to get a tie. So Virginia's two best results this year were a pair of draws. And I just don't know that there's four teams that are going to pick four of the 17 at-large bids are going to go to ACC schools. Right. Yeah, that's um, asking a lot. It's it's nice that that uh, the pack the Pac-12 is down, most notably Stanford, which is just having a Kentucky-like year uh, on the women's side. I mean, they they've been probably the they and Florida State have been the two best teams over the last four or five years, and Stanford is not making the NCAA tournament this year. Wow. <laughs> um, so that helps that there's a weak Pac-12, but you know, I, I just we we don't have we don't have a quarter one win <laughs> this season, you know. Um they're all we suffered more losses uh, against the good teams than anything else. So I'm on pins and needles here. Um if uh Coach Swanson knows something I don't know, which is conceivable. Um, you know, I'm hoping maybe he's having a better week if if he understands because Virginia is one of the top twenty teams in the country. Mm-hmm. They ought to be in the NCAA tournament, but you know this is why you play in the ACC because we're the best. We're the best conference, and if we are this year the fourth or fifth best team in the conference, you know it. It the numbers game may just may just do us in. Um, so selection Sunday is Monday for the women. Next Monday, the nineteenth is when Swanson and the women will hear whether or not they're going to the NCAA tournament. Okay. So I don't typically watch selection shows, but I think I'll actually watch that one. So, but anyway, um, you know, we've got a, we've got a a full slate of things we want to do for the show uh, during the off season and, uh, you know, make it interesting. I know Seattle who's got, uh, you know, some more guests, and you know, just a reminder, we've we've had some interesting people on on board. You know, Isaiah Wilkins a couple times, Ken Palm, and uh, I'm expecting you to to work your magic um, there. You know, Seattle, and uh, you know, we're going to be here all off season. You know, to talk UVA basketball and UVA sports here at uh, the Newcast. All right. So I think signing off. Wahoo! Wah, and we'll talk to you later, Seattle. Wahoo! Wah.